What's going on? It's time for another episode of Too Hard for the Radio, transmitting from the future free state of Greater Idaho. I am the one-armed madman. And with me today, we've got Steve Westfield. Steve, it's a pleasure having you. How are we doing? No problem, man. You've got an interesting story. Uh, Dude, sports betting. I got into sports betting a little bit when I was younger. Um, It's actually a funny story because... I'm 37. I don't know how you look like you're probably around the same age as me. When uh, when I graduated high school, like online banking was just starting to to go, and I was I was an idiot. I didn't have any money, so I just had a normal checking account and a normal shit. And I started working at this restaurant in Southern California, and all my buddies were betting on football. So it's like, well, the first thing you got to do is get a real bank account. So that was my entry into like online banking was so I could bet parlays on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's like my worst nightmare is that like somehow somebody can break into my Bitcoin account and I'm just going to log on one day and it's going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. They called you? Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy crap. How old were you? Oh, man. 
man. So that's a lot of money for a 30 year old. No. Oh. Oh, that's cool. Dude, that's cool as shit. Like, I I was I like I sucked at betting. We sucked. It was like three or four of us, and we were all get together and do these parlays, and we fucking sucked. I remember I had one parlay where it was like a a twelve game or a eight game or you know one of these bullshit parlays that you put like five dollars into that you're never gonna win. And I remember I was all good on it, and it came down to Monday night. It was Pittsburgh at Oakland and, you know, nobody picked Oakland to cover that game. And of course, Oakland fucking covered right at the end. It always happens that way with me. Yeah. No. <clears throat> yeah. It's a rigged game. It's a rigged game. I, yeah. I was a, I was a bartender at a sports bar. So we had like the Sunday ticket. I watched every game, you know, there was ESPN on all the time when there wasn't a game on. So it's like, how can I not pick winners at this point? I am immersed in this 24 seven, but I, I just still couldn't do it. I could never pick any freaking winners. I, you know, I, I think I, I think I won a couple hundred bucks a couple times, but 
in the end, it was just, I finally gave up on it because it's, you know, sports is crazy. I'm a motocross guy. And, um, I was looking up before the show cause I wanted to see if you can bet on motocross. And it seems like there's kind of some stuff going on, but dude, motocross is so wild. Like I can't imagine anybody or like a computer or anything being able to pick that. But so like I've interviewed a couple people, well, a few people on uh, AI on this show. And my, my first question for one of them was when is this thing going to pick a, a final four bracket? You know, never. That's that was kind of my thought, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what what sports it best at? What is, is it a football? Basketball. Interesting. Yeah.
Interesting. Does it like certain players? So like I um I remember a couple of years ago, somebody on Barstool Sports did this big long like blog slash research study type thing. And he was able to correlate James Harden's scoring with the quality of strip clubs in the away games that he was playing in. <clears throat> yeah, so the 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 cities with the best strip clubs were his worst scoring nights. Yeah. It's got to be tough. Now, does it account for injuries, like future injuries, like, hey, this team, well, I guess I, I kind of don't really have a, 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 a huge understanding of the way it works, but like, it, it, does it account for injuries? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the game, right? Is I I didn't understand that ESPN is not for like recapping what happened last week. It's for betting. Like you want to hear the injury, you know, who's hurt this week, who didn't show up for practice this week. And that's the whole game is to get you emotionally invested in somebody so you make a stupid move.
Ja. And there's so much data. They just like shower you in data so that like you, you're so confused about, all right, well, this team's got a good defense. It's going to rain. Their quarterbacks hurt. Like, how is this going to, you know what I mean? It just, there's so much data involved with it that you, it's so hard to like divorce yourself from the emotion and from all the, I, I, I can imagine something like that is, is takes a lot of like emotional pressure off of people who are, are really into sports betting because it's, you know, it gets you going. It really gets you going. You get mad. So crazy to think. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. <sighs> So when you started this thing, you were, you know, in your 30s. So sports betting was still pretty illegal at that point, right? Strange. Yeah. California's the worst.
Yeah. Yeah. California is the worst. I'm from California. I live in, in Boise now. I, I got priced out of California when I got hurt essentially because I was working out of state, not making enough money. And uh, it's wild how they are kind of the driving force behind a lot of policies that affect the rest of the country. So dirt bikes, for instance, when I was a kid, everybody rode two stroke dirt bikes. And that was just how dirt bikes were. They made a couple four strokes here and there, but they kind of sucked and it was just a two-stroke engine's a lot easier, a lot cheaper. There's just so many great things about it. And in comes environmentalism. We need to stop the smog in Southern California, so we're going to make you stop riding your dirt bike in Northern California where you're nowhere near a city. And within 10 years now, like most of these companies, Honda, Kawasaki, Suzuki, they don't even make two-strokes anymore. They only make four-strokes, and now they're doing the same thing with electric bikes. So it's, it's wild because, like, if you can set a policy in California to make uh, a, a two-stroke illegal, you can force a company in Japan to completely change the production of, of, of bikes. It's wild. And now they're doing the same thing. Like it was like, Hey, just take the four stroke. Everything will be fine. As long as you just take, get rid of that dirty bike and everything's going to be fine. And as soon as they got rid of the two strokes, they, they threw the same sticker on the four strokes. Now they're outlawing them too. And Hey, go ahead and why don't you guys build an electric bike? That'll be so much better. The technology's not there yet. It can't race a full race. You know, it can't do a 30 minute moto, but build them anyways, because we say so. And that's kind of what they're doing. And like, you know, Ducati, they, um, they just axed their entire electric program. They're like, yeah, the technology's not there yet. We're going to wait for somebody else to develop a better battery and save ourselves a billion dollars in R and D. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Billions of dollars in R&D on a battery that, you know, may or may not last 10 years. At this point, we don't even really know yet how long they're going to last. It's a, it's a wild thing. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I I was listening to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan the other day, and he was like, yeah, range isn't an issue. People will adjust. And it's just like, yeah, I decided that range isn't an issue, and you just need to adjust your life to fit this box that I'm creating. It, it was so infuriating. I just, ugh, it made, made me want to scream. So I, I'm big on, I, I hate the government. I hate government regulations. It's it's all about, right, we got to regulate AI, you know, it's it's so crazy because like from what I've gathered from people that I've talked to is AI is not a new thing. Like you've been using it for 10 years. Other people have been using it for different purposes for a long time. All of a sudden chat GPT pops up and we got to regulate everything. So are they trying to throw the brakes on you as well?
Yeah. Oh, I can. I, I can right now. I'll, I'll tell you how it, how it works is Vegas doesn't lobby. So back in the 90s and late 80s, Microsoft was a monopoly. We have to stop Microsoft. They're going to take over everything. And then Microsoft spent a billion dollars on lobbying the next year and all of that went away. So I would imagine that at some point they're going to get really pissed off at guys like you who are screwing up their 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 business and they're going to start lobbying and they're going to say we need to throw the brakes on this and they'll come up with some shady excuse for it but i i would bet that's the game Sure. Sure. So you guys are making money. What do you guys do with the money? Are you re, re, like reinvesting it in betting or are you guys creating other things, you know, doing things with the company? Now, what's your target? So you're saying you're 55 against the spread now. Can you like looking at it and say, yeah, I think if we do this, maybe we do that, we can get it up to 60. Where's your guys' target? Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Interesting. Now, who are you hiring to do your, your R and D on AI? Are you, are you looking for like top college grads or are you just looking for smart industrious people? Oh yeah. Yeah, I I um I went to college after I got hurt as like a, a retraining thing and it was it was quite an experience. <laughs> I mean, quite an experience. I I was not prepared for how dumb everybody was going to be and how slow everything moved. And uh I I I can imagine it's difficult. Yeah. 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 So I know like I, I follow climate change a lot because it's, it's uh drives me nuts. One of the things that they try to do with these climate models is they'll make these models and then they'll, they'll plug in weather for the last hundred years and see how the model goes. So do you guys make improvements and then run last season's basketball back again? And Oh, wow.
Yeah. Hey, at least you're learning from it, though. Like with climate change, they can't model clouds. As soon as they enter the clouds into the system, it just freaks out and can't do it. So they just leave it out. Yeah, well, screw it. We just won't have clouds for the next hundred years. <laughs> yeah. So you were saying earlier that you've been blacklisted from a lot of places, but there's not really any way that they can. So I can load up your your software and, and your system on my phone and then go into MGM Grand and bet there's not really anything they can do about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that they're hiring guys like you as like black hats, essentially like, Hey, we're going to bring this guy in to show us how this stuff works so we can figure out how to beat it or how to cheat it. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Well, couldn't they use it to see like here, this is what we think the line's going to be, what this thinks the line's going to be. So we're going to put it here so we can win. 
jerk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they've got, yeah, they've got so much money. Interesting. You know, one of the things I was thinking about while you were talking earlier and it's based, you know, I forgot to say it, but it, it kind of reminded me of when you were talking about like emotion versus analytics, kind of reminded me of that scene in Moneyball where you've got all the scouts sitting around the table and be like, ah, he's got an ugly girlfriend. You know, you can't do that. And then you've got this guy over here with, with the math saying, Hey, look, the math says that this guy is going to win. Sure. Have you guys tried like NASCAR or, or, you know, Formula One or anything like that? It's got to be tough. Ah. Yeah. Football. And you don't want to release something until you're good at it. Like, you don't want to have to bring something out and be like, ah, this one's, you know. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so how how does this thing take in data do you feed it like data points do you show it an actual game and it watches a game how does it learn mm-hmm Which is so cool because it's doing the things that we're bad at. Like I'm bad at big numbers. I'm bad at big spreadsheets. I I have a hard time like making sense of of too much stuff. And it, it, I mean, some of the things like I, I like to mess around with ChatGPT, and it's all right. Like one of the fun things I like to do with it is have conversations with it about motocross racing because I know everything about motocross racing. And I always tell people if you want to see how dumb this thing is, have a conversation with it about something that you like 
know a ton about and you realize right away that like this thing's an idiot like if i was talking to a person it's so bad yeah i know Yeah, and I like to use it because it's it's interesting and I and sometimes it sometimes it does things well. Like sometimes it, it'll save me 20, 30 minutes of looking through articles or something like that. And I, I like that. And I like that I like the idea of everybody having a personal assistant. Like I had a personal assistant for a while when I was like right into my injury, and it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy. I get like we 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 connected on this pod match service and I get like yours was interesting right away. It was like betting sports betting. I'm like, yeah. But, dude, I get two or three messages a week from people who claim to be AI experts. I'm an expert in AI, and I do this and that and la da da And you can just tell that this person has no clue what they're talking about. They just, like, wrote this a couple of days ago when they realized that they can use some of their experience to say that they're an expert in this. And it just drives me nuts. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, clearly. <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here, I'm going to grab, I'm going to grab this real quick because it's right here. I've got, uh, I've got this high dollar prosthetic here. I got it like, you know, five years ago and it uses machine learning. So like I put it on, it's got electrodes in it and the electrodes pick up muscle signals and they interpret that through machine learning and they make a map. So it also has like a reprogramming button. So every time I put it on, I can hit two buttons or one button. If I hit two buttons, it wipes everything. If I hit one button, it'll roll through its thing. You do the, the movements with it and it refines the model. And pretty soon it's, it works pretty well. That being said, I'm not an AI expert. Like I know a little bit about the way the hand works. You know what I mean? But I'm not about to like make myself some expert in AI because I have a hand that's cool. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's kind of what's going on a lot of the time with these people. Like, Hey, I worked in an office that used artificial intelligence five years ago. Now I'm an expert. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So where are you? Like, I'm a, I'm a big sci-fi guy. I read a ton of sci-fi books and a lot of them feature, you know, super intelligent AIs or even artificial general. Where are you with artificial general intelligence? Do you think that's anywhere on the horizon or is this going to be, a, I think it's going to be a lot harder than, than people think. That being said, I'm an AI expert, so I know these things. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even convinced that they know how to build one. Like I've listened to a lot of guys like the guy who created Doom. I always forget his name. Doom guy or Doom guy. Um, you know, they really creep me out when they talk about AGI cause they treat it like a child. You know, it's this thing we're teaching it. We're letting them play with each other, this and that. And I worry when I start hearing like we, AI needs to have rights and this and that. And it's like, Oh God, we're getting down a really dark path. What, where do you fall on that type of stuff? Yeah, it's creepy people. It's definitely creepy people. I mean, when you think it, it's wild too, because like none of these people have kids. So they like are going to create their own child. Like, hey, I have this big hole in my life that I need to fill with a machine now. It's. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I get really worried when I hear people going like, well, you know, people are terrible at governing, so we just need to have it be the government, you know? Um, yeah, right? So how do you think you're saying it needs to have some limits? I'm not a I'm not a government guy. I think that this whole push for regulating AI is to, like, give themselves some space to create more, or, you know, just kind of get a leg up on the competition. How do you put those guardrails in place? 
Yeah. Do you worry about some of the stuff that governments are doing with this? The boomers are going to be gone, hopefully. <laughs> like 10 years, 15 years, like the boomers kicking and screaming unless they get life extension, they're finally going to be gone. <laughs> And yeah, it's, I mean, I heard, an, I heard, I read this article the other day that said like they did this study on retirement and that like 50% or 30% of boomers who sold their home and bought a retirement home bought a bigger home. <laughs> so yeah, right. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, uh, you know, I flip flop on this stuff when it comes to the government. Sometimes I, I'm in the camp where these people are idiots. They can't possibly create something as smart as like what you did. You found a hole, you got screwed, and you were able to like take that experience and build something that's brought value to people's lives. The government doesn't do that. They steal value from people. But at the same time, like I'm not naive to the fact that their technology is far superior to ours. And, you know... I wonder if they did have something powerful, if they would be able to keep hold of it or if it would just get out. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know... It's scary to think that, like, there's a massive potential for the first, like, I don't know, sentient or whatever you would want to call it. Like, AI would be a weapon. And you wonder, like, how that would affect something, you know? I read a book recently where where they um, gave these missiles consciousness. So these missiles were, like, alive. And pretty soon they're like, hey, you know what? I don't think I want to blow up. I, I, I think I'd rather just stay in the ship for now. <laughs> And you don't know, like, we don't know how these things are going to react, if they're going to have desires or wants. I, I heard an interesting theory during the Bitcoin conference where somebody said that, that AI is going to want Bitcoin and it's going to demand Bitcoin for everything that it does. And I thought that was interesting. Who knows, right? Yeah. Dude, I can't imagine like being in, I can't imagine being in a position where you are, where you've been working with artificial intelligence for a long time. Like, you know, your shit and you just see all of these fake people around you, like claiming to be doing stuff that they're clearly not doing. It's got to be just frustrating. Like I sit back and see things that I know things about and just go, ah, I can't, I can't stand this. It's got to be just frustrating. Like I can't imagine watching somebody on like C-SPAN talking about artificial intelligence and you're probably just pulling your hair out. Like, can you just get this person off the screen? <laughs> right. All right, man. 
Well, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Tell everybody what your betting site is. Awesome, man. Well, it was a pleasure talking with you. Go sign up for his site. Go make some money, people. No problem. Take it easy. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.